Eat Drink DFW from the Dallas Morning News is made possible by Central Market. Hey, North Texas food fans, welcome to Eat Drink DFW from the Dallas Morning News. Each week we dish on the local restaurant scene, food and drink trends, cooking and shopping tips, and unpack everything that makes North Texas one of the most vibrant, diverse, and ambitious food scenes in the country. I'm your host, food editor Aaron Bookie, and this week we're discussing the recent shooting at the State Fair of Texas and talking to one concessionaire about how this experience has changed her. We're also celebrating spooky season with some real restaurant ghost stories from Samir Durander, the founding chef of Nick and Sam's Steakhouse. It all gets started right after this. Central Market is really into food, like fish flown in so fresh it still has jet lag into food. Our sourdough starter has been around since grunge was a thing into food. We're talking more prime cuts than a greatest hits album into food. Central Market is really into food. If you are too, then we're the HQ for you. Whether you're a make every recipe in the cookbook foodie or a my favorite recipe is reheat type who just digs the delectable, no place makes every day more delicious like Central Market. Really into food. Shop now at centralmarket.com. Welcome back, everyone. Be sure to go to dallasnews.com slash food for information on our show and all the latest restaurant news. And don't forget to tell us what you think at eatdrink at dallasnews.com. And please leave us a good review on Apple Podcasts if you like the show. Later on, we'll hear spooky stories from Chef Samir of Nick and Sam's. But first, we're discussing the latest restaurant news with reporters Sarah Blaskovich and Imelda Garcia and our producer, Julie Fisk. Sarah, you've had a lot of crossover lately with food and sports, right? Yes, and I'm not allowed to report about sports. Okay. Because this is not, I don't sports professionally. We watch a lot of sports, we drink and we eat while we do that. But this last week, I have written a lot about the intersection of sports and food. That's as close to sports as we're going to get here, okay? The Rangers. Woo! Well, the players are in the postseason, and that means there are a lot of baseball fans going back to Globe Life Field in Arlington. And sure, they're going to watch baseball, whatever. They're also going to eat food. And the Rangers ballpark has new food for these big games. So I wrote a little bit about Hurtado Barbecue, which has been serving a very famous $45 beef rib that is like as long as your arm and takes about 45 minutes to get through the line to eat. Wow. They've wow. also added some new postseason food, as has the rest of of the Rangers ballpark. So for anybody going out there, you're eating, you're drinking, you're watching some baseball. I'd love it if you've read that story about the Rangers food because it's yay, a time when I get to write a hair about sports. Also last week, the Dallas Stars started their new season and there's another barbecue moment intersecting with sports, you guys. Uh, Zavala's Barbecue from Grand Prairie is the first local concessionaire inside the American Airlines Center. I think that's really exciting because there's been all kinds of food at the American Airlines Center for years for Dallas Mavericks games, for Dallas Stars games, and for concerts. Well, a small shop like Zavala's has never had quite a presence there. And so they are selling brisket and what they call their sloppy Juan tacos, which are these really great barbecue tacos. So if you're at a Rangers game, we now know what you can eat. And if you're at a Dallas Stars or eventually Dallas Mavericks game or a concert at the American Airlines Center, now you know what you can eat there. And thus concludes my sports reporting. Thank you. Thank you so much, Sarah. And I'm I'm really excited about Zavala's at American Airlines Center because I didn't realize there weren't any local concessionaires there until now. Yes. And for that concessionaire to be barbecue for a food writer like me is really exciting. You know, I am really proud of the local restaurateurs in this region. And there are several different types of cuisine that I think we could call quintessential North Texas food. Mm-hmm. Certainly Tex-Mex is one of them too, and Mexican food and call it steaks. But barbecue falls in there too. For them to pick a barbecue place says 
says something about what they think both locals and out-of-towners want to eat. And for Zavala's, it is a huge marketing opportunity for them to say, we are your barbecue carrier. And I think that that's going to send some people to their sweet little shop in Grand Prairie, and it should. I think this is great. Uh, sports and food, oh my God, this is heavenly. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And it's very Dallas. Like, those are the yeah. two things we yeah, do here. Right. We sport and we eat. Yes. Yeah. The other big recent news lately was the shooting at the State Fair of Texas. Last Saturday night, the fair was evacuated after gunfire erupted in the food court at the tower building. It left three people wounded and sent hundreds fleeing from Fair Park. I know we've all seen the videos or knew people who were there. A suspect was arrested and thankfully none of the victims had life-threatening injuries, but it was a really rough night for a lot of people. Fairgoers, vendors, concessionaires, everyone. Michelle Lee, who runs the Eat Crispies booth at the fair and is the creator of the Big Tech's Choice Award-winning Fried Pho, which we all love during our taste test, is now here to tell us about her experience there. I was actually in my car driving and my partner had called and said, oh, there's an incident that happened. We do have cameras in our booth, so we did witness a lot of what happened with just masses of people just running down the midway. We had customers that had babies. We were trying to help protect, you know, because at that moment we didn't know what happened. Wow. It was a nightmare. The State Fair reopened the next day at 2 p.m. So how do you feel about returning to it? Um, my employees were scared in the moment just because we didn't have any information at the time. I mean, you're working, you're busy, and then people are running. So it was just really hard to figure out what was going on. But once or the information had gotten out there about what happened and that the person was captured, mm -hmm. we were relieved. There was an employee from Fletcher's that had an anxiety attack that we saw the ambulance come. So there was just a lot going on that night. And so you guys feel pretty secure there now and everyone's okay with coming back? Yes, everybody was fine the next day. Uh, I reached out to every single one of my employees that were out here. Everybody was fine. We were very deeply saddened about the event because in the past, there's been some incidences where something happened, but it, it really wasn't anything. And this yeah. is the first time it actually was a shooting. But at 2 p.m., everybody was just in good spirits, and we just continued on. Yeah, and business has been good. It's been busy there. Yes, it's been very busy. We weren't sure if people were going to make it out to the fair, but it was just as crowded as it normally is. Do you plan on being there again next year? Um, we have been told by over half of our customers that we better be here next year with our deep fried bus. It's funny because we were talking about that the other night with my family and they were like, yes, we have to do this again next year. There's too many people that are already requesting it and don't want to let anybody down. Well, thank you so much, Michelle, for, for coming on today and talking about your experience. I know the vendors and concessionaires really stepped up and helped everybody when things were crazy Saturday night. So I appreciate you talking about it with us. Oh, of course. Thank you for having me. Next up, we'll hear some ghostly steakhouse stories. That's right after this. Central Market is really into food. Like when we say cheese, it's in 12 languages into food. Butchers, bakers, and sushi roll makers into food. We're talking so obsessive about quality you can shop blindfolded into food. Central Market is really into food. If you are too, then let us turn your shopping list into a treasure map. Get inspired, get adventurous, or just get a chef-made dinner when you've got more taste buds than time. No place makes every meal more amazing like Central Market. Really into food. Shop now at centralmarket.com. 
Welcome back, everyone. We have a special guest on our show today. Chef Samir Durander is the founding chef of Nick and Sam's Steakhouse in Dallas. He's been the executive chef and a partner at the restaurant since it opened in 1999. He currently has a book out called Raising the Steaks, My Journey to Creating the Best Steakhouse in the World, Nick and Sam's. But he's on today to talk about something you might not have heard of yet. Nick and Sam's is actually haunted. Ooh. Did you guys know this? No. Yes. (laughs) I've known it for 24 years now. Oh, wow. So Samir, uh, tell us a little bit about how you got started at Nick and Sam's first. Well, um, it was a trip from New York that brought me here to Nick and Sam's, one of the original partners, and uh, asked me to come out to be the chef. And I said, okay, let me take a ride from New York and see how it goes. 24 years later, I'm still here. So it's been a great journey. And you, you raised your family here, right? I mean, Dallas is your home now. It is my home now. Met my wife here, in fact, at the bar at Nick and Sam's. And uh, seems like a great place to meet people, actually. And I'm not kidding. It is. It is. It's an amazing place to meet people. It's all kinds of different people from out of town, from locals. So it's always been great. So tell us a little bit about why Nick and Sam's is haunted. Well, it originally used to be a morgue. So wow. before what? before bum, it bum, was bah. before it was Lowry's, it used to be a morgue. And um, the rumor is, and it's funny because I was just watching that movie Parkland the other day on TV. The funny thing is, they say after President JFK got shot, that they were trying to come up to Parkland and it was so busy that they turned into the morgue and they brought President Kennedy there. <gasps> That's, I didn't know that. Yeah, I didn't that's know what, that part. That's either. what the rumor is. I've seen, um, we had a guest come in a few years ago that used to own the morgue and brought blueprints of the morgue. And it's pretty. That's awesome. It was great to see that. But that's the rumor. And, um, you know, I know it's haunted. I know there's something there, but it's, I think it's all good. There's nothing bad about it. So this is not a scary haunted situation because I bet you're in this restaurant alone before and after service a lot. Mostly before service. Mostly in the mornings I get there sometimes at 5, 5.30 in the morning Whoa. to get stuff done. I like working when there's not a lot of people there. So uh-huh. I like to do my stuff. Uh, but I've come in sometimes at 5.30 and you know I've gone to the restroom and while using the restroom, I've heard someone walk into the restroom, wash their hands. <laughs> And then I'll come out and there's the front door's locked. Oh no my gosh. There. But initially, I think the first time it ever happened was uh, probably about three weeks into we opening. This was 24 years ago. And um, I had come in one Sunday just to get some paperwork done because we've been so busy. And unfortunately, I'm a smoker. But at that point, we were allowed to smoke in the bar. You know, there was no, no rules. So I took all my paperwork and I went to the bar and I sat on the bar, was doing my paperwork. And I had my highlighters sitting at the bar and I saw my two highlighters actually turn and roll down the bar. Oh my gosh. Whoa. And I packed up all my stuff and I left. Uh, (laughs) So that was the first time it ever happened. But ever since then, there's always been something. There's, you can walk into the restaurant and with the corner of your eye, you can see four people sitting at a corner booth. And then when you look, you actually look, there's no one there. You see people. I've seen people, uh, I've seen people, you know, stuff kind of move around. First time, about two years ago, I got to talk to one of them. <gasps> what? Here we oh, go. <laughs> okay, so it's it's more than one. Oh, there's a lot think? going on there. Yeah, yeah there's a wow. lot going on okay. there. And again, there's nothing harmful or anything. I think it's it's just, 
I think it's a cool thing. They, yeah. I think they love what's going on there. Right. Yeah. They're having a party every well, night. It, there were a lot of dead people in that building. Yeah. You've got to think like it's not the one lady or man or child or whatever. There's, to your point, Samir, a lot of spirits in a place like a morgue. I think a lot of good spirits, you know, um, and no one's ever been harmed by it or anything. I think it's just, it's cool having them there. And I think some of them even helped me on certain things. So, for example, I was... Uh, making risotto one day. There's sometimes I deglaze the pan with white wine. Sometimes I don't. And I thought to myself, what do I do this time? And right behind me on the shelf, we carry our wine. We get for the kitchen in a box and the box fell down. Oh my gosh. So I did use the white wine that day. Um, so that just ghost stuff is a like good that, cook. Yeah. I guess. <laughs> what about your employees? You know, we've had a manager get stuck in an office where she oh no. couldn't get out. Uh, and like she, him. she swore, <laughs> uh, she swore that she could feel there was something in there that wasn't allowing her out. Uh, we've had bus boys that had tried to walk, and they feel that someone's holding them back for oh some my reason. Goodness! So employees have gone through that too. So you mentioned that you've actually talked to one of the ghosts. I have. So about. Two years ago, one afternoon, I was leaving to go to one of my other restaurants, and um, there was one light lit in the bar, and in a middle booth, there was a young lady sitting there. This was about 12.30 in the afternoon. The managers don't get there till about 2 o'clock in the afternoon. So it was kind of weird seeing someone there, and I was walking by, and I looked at her, and she looked at me, and I said, are you being helped? And she says, yes, I am. I'm waiting on my interview. I said, okay, and I left. I came back about an hour later and no one was there in the bar anymore, but there was no one in the restaurant except my kitchen employees. And uh, once the managers came, I asked them, I said, did you all have an interview about 12.30, one o'clock today? And they said, no, uh, there was no one there. The front door was still locked. So I got to speak to one of them. Wow. I and love she that. wanted a job. For anybody who's listening and hasn't been to Nick and Sam's, there aren't windows. They're not. And uh, that was originally uh, Mr. Romano's idea. He wanted everyone to experience everything inside. That's why there were never any windows. And uh, it's always been a place that's going to give you a great experience and everything inside about it, nothing outside. Mm -hmm. So that was always his vision. Well, if I think about if I were a ghost... It seems like a fantastic place to hang out. There are Dallas Cowboys players who come in. There are beautiful men and women of all ages. There's cotton candy with sparklers in it. There's the biggest steaks and some of the most expensive steaks you've ever seen in your life. You know, if I were a freeloading ghost, rent-free, <laughs> living inside my old home, the morgue, I think I just stick. I stay there. Why not? Everything you want to experience in life is happens in that room. So, you wow. know, between the between the food we serve and between the the guests we get, why not hang out there? It's it's always a fun place to be. I know that one of the values at Nick and Sam's is that when celebrities come in, you don't bother them. And I think that's fantastic for celebrities. A little bit of a bummer for me, a journalist who wants to hear the tea. Can you tell us just maybe names of a couple of people who've come in who you think are really cool or um, real interesting? The big names from George Clooney to, you know, the Dallas Cowboys. I think any person who comes to town, 90% uh, of them come in and have dinner with us. 
fact, this weekend got a text from some of the uh, ESPN guys who are doing the uh, Texas Rangers and Astros games that come into town on Tuesday. They'll be there on Tuesday night for dinner. Uh, going back to what you just said, um, celebrities, I want them to come and have a great time. You know, I'm sure they go to a lot of places. They get bombarded with autographs and pictures. I, I just don't allow it. Uh, just for the fact is they're here to have dinner. I want them to feel like a regular guest. I've never personally asked anyone for a picture except for one person. Ooh. I watched the $6 million man growing up. That's all I watched. And I thought he was my hero. And uh, one day I was at the front desk and Mr. Lee Majors walked in and that was the only picture I asked for in my 24 years. So, um, And he said yes. He said yes. Yeah, and I kept in touch with him. I haven't been in touch with him for a little while, but uh, he lives in Houston and uh, he's always been a great guest for us. That's awesome. And so speaking of your guests, have any of them had uh, any ghost experiences? You know, I don't think so. I, no one's really said anything. Um, for me, uh, there's been quite a few experiences. For example, we have a board. We put the list of all the parties of the week. And when you walk in that day, maybe it's a Tuesday and you have two parties that day. And you, so you take the two sheets and you put them up to another board. So when the staff comes in knowing, hey, those are the two parties for tonight. And one day I walked in about 6.30 in the morning and I looked at the board and I knew I had to pull out one of those sheets. Went into the office, got my knife kit out and went to pull the sheet and the sheet was already there on the left hand side. <laughs> Helpful ghosts. Helpful yeah. ghosts. They seem to like you, so that's good. I think so. I think so. I hope so. Have you ever wondered if any of your uh, former employees, maybe it's a ghost now there? Oh, geez. That's scary. Uh, <laughs> um, now I bet they like you, Chef. I, I, hopefully they like me. Uh, hopefully I don't fire them. Um, in our dining room, we have a wonderful chandelier in the middle of the dining room. But if you stand under the chandelier and if you look towards a little opening at the end of the room, about two and a half years ago, it developed a smiley face. The wall did. Something with the paint, maybe there was some moisture or something, but if you look at it from under the chandelier, it looks like a smiley face. We now have covered it with one of Mr. Romano's paintings, but <laughs> if you do pull it down, I'm pretty sure the smiley face is still there. And oh, it wow. could have been uglier, it could have been a not so smiley face. So they have a sense of humor too, I like this. <laughs> do any of the ghosts wear Nick and Sam's appropriate attire? It is a fancy place. I just really want there to be kind of like a busty blonde in the corner wearing like a red dress or something or, you know, a table full of men in suits. How do the ghosts dress? Well, the one I did talk to, she was dressed pretty good for an interview. I would have hired her. Yeah, definitely. okay. <laughs> uh, um, I don't think it's been that long enough to notice what they're wearing, but I do notice people sitting in a booth at 8.30 in the morning when you just kind of walk by and you have corn off your eye if you see four people sitting there. And we should note, Nick and Sam's is not open for breakfast. <laughs> right. Not for regular guests. That's you know, right. But you never know. Have you ever tried any kind of ritual for them or something? You know, I've thought about it. Um, <laughs> so looking, you know, if you look at a morgue, uh, they always have a basement, you know, where they keep the bodies. Um, oh, God. <laughs> I'm still trying to find that opening. I'll, one day if I get there, you guys will be the first, first oh people Oh, my gosh. Yes, please. Hold if on I a second. That. We got to go. <laughs> we got to go find it. I'm seeing like all of us with magnifying glasses, yes. like some sort of ridiculous Nancy Drew situation. So there's not a basement that you know of. Not that I know of. Not oh, yet. I man. Haven't, we haven't found it. I, <gasps> we tried to look it up in the blueprints when the guest did bring it by. Um, he didn't have it in his blueprints. But uh, no, I haven't found it yet. 
So you haven't had any of those, you know, ghost hunters come and do their thing with the wands. After this interview, I don't know, maybe I yeah, will. Yeah, I think, I think you might get some requests. <laughs> oh, this is so fascinating, Chef. I'm glad that the ghosts don't scare you. I'm not shocked at all that they don't scare the guests. If anybody's ever been in Nick and Sam's during dinner, there's not time to be looking around for ghosts. It's just such a vibrant, fun, interesting place. I'm always like, who here is famous? Because yeah. like there are famous people in there. So maybe the ghosts are just quietly spectating like the rest of us non-famous people. <laughs> probably are. <laughs> yeah, you probably wouldn't know if you're a guest. You know, if you go to use the restroom and someone comes in to wash their hands, you would just assume it was a real live person. That is true. You know, I've never <laughs> thought of it that way. You could They could be walking around and you could be shaking hands with someone who's probably a ghost. Really cold hands. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much, Samir, for being on. This has been so fun and has got us in the mood for Halloween. And I think we're going to have to have some sort of ghost hunting trip. Yes, please. To yes. find that basement. It's like champagne and caviar and ghosts <laughs> yes. in the same place. <laughs> Thank you, Samir. Thank you. And that's all the time we have for Eat, Drink, DFW this week. Thank you all for joining, and I hope we've made you hungry for more. We also want to hear from you, so share your food thoughts, favorite restaurants, tasty recipes, or ghost stories with us at eatdrink at dallasnews.com. The show is produced by Julie Fisk. To stay up to date on every episode of the show and hear more from our newsroom, just follow the Dallas Morning News wherever you get your podcasts. And if you like what you hear, please rate the show and give us a good review. Find links to everything we do at dallasnews.com slash listen. You'll also find a special membership offer there just for listeners. For the news, I'm Erin Bookie. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week. Eat, Drink, DFW from the Dallas Morning News is made possible by Central Market.